Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point. As always, I'm your host, John Davis, and joining me, my co-host, Wombat. How's it going, Wombat? Oh, uh, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I didn't know we, uh, we got a spot at like 9 p.m. on an FM radio show. <laughs> I just figured I'd come in with a little different energy this week. Yeah, I mean, um, we usually come in with loud energy. Correct, we do, and and <laughs> just figured I'd 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 mix things up a little bit. You're just trying um, not to wake your dog up. Nah, my dog's not gonna wake up for just that. <laughs> that's that's I'm loud all the time, so <laughs> that's that's not gonna change anything. <laughs> this uh, is true. This is yeah. I'm just loud. Uh, how's, how's your week been? Oh, you, you know, I, I don't have good weeks. Um, don't have good I weeks. I work, work sucks. I know. Yeah, it does. Um, I just, I'm just so tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. With a, this a is, new puppy that, like, I... You can get, like, five to six hours of sleep, and then if you want any more sleep after that, you're waking up... (sighs) Let's see. Uh, Today, it was every 30 minutes to take him out. Yikes. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's... He's whining in his crate, which means that he needs to be let out, so I... Struggle out of bed, put on a robe, put on some slip-on shoes, attach him to the the collar, pull him out of the the crate, and take him outside. He immediately goes, which is wonderful. Bring him back inside, put him back in. He starts crying again for another five minutes, says, and it slowly goes away. And then I've got twenty to twenty-five minutes of sleep, and then the crying comes back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, like, I, I, I start every, the start of my week is Wednesday, John. Um, the start yeah. of my week is I wake up Wednesday and I edit together the, the podcast we record usually on Sunday and I, I publish mm-hmm. it and then I go yeah. to work. And once I, once I leave for work, the only thing I look forward to that, that week is Starting Saturday, Sunday and recording this. <laughs> um, there's nothing in between Wednesday and Sunday that I look forward to. Yay! So. D- aren't you off Saturday, though? No, I am not. I work Wednesday okay. through Saturday. Wednesday through Saturday. Okay. Yep. Okay. So. This is this is the start of the good period of my week, or at least the not <laughs> shitty period. So well, we're, it, we're starting on a good ha- foot. Did anything happen last Monday or Tuesday? Last Monday or Tuesday? You know what? I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast yet, um, and we just finished Act One of it, so it's been going on for a minute. Um, the the polyhedral dynamics, which is oh. um, it's the stream the- where. I and my friends Rose, Dom, 
and Tom and your <laughs> wife. Uh, I guess we'll we'll call her Bre- Brev Brevius Brevius. Sure, Brevius. Um, we, we, I thought you were going to leave her out with the way you phrased that. Like my no, friends, I, I these people, and then you just paused. <laughs> no, it would just have, it would just have been weird to insert her in the middle of that when she has a a, a closer relation to you. Yes, but uh, um, like we get together and we play uh, a campaign for fate called the Demolished Ones. Yeah, uh, and, and that's. That's what I. That's the big thing I look forward to every week right now. Um, okay, well that's good. Yeah, I'm, you're, I am you're in certainly in... having fun with it. Yes, I bit <laughs> I bit a monster's throat out on the last episode, and everybody yeah. was like, "What the fuck?" In the episode before, you um, you uh, went to jail. <laughs> Because you picked up oh, no. some the, cops. The episode before that, we started in jail. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was also a good episode for me. Like, it wasn't just jail for me. Like, I, I had all that conversation <laughs> with the NPCs and stuff. Like, my okay, my character's yeah. very um. He has wild mood swings. Yeah, your your character's very bipolar is what, what it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say bipolar because I don't think that's necessarily it. Um because there's there's no like depressive state. Um it's just manic and then like subdued. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's a lot of fun. I, I like Mondays a lot for that. Okay. Uh, what about you, John? How was your week, other than Hector? Other than Hector, well, um, got a got a hit and miss sort of thing here, cause I I had on two separate nights my my parents and my wife's parents, my in laws, over, um, to have dinner together or separately. And separately on on two separate nights, I had them. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I would not do that to <laughs> either of them or myself. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I, I don't know how well they get along. Even if they did get along, kind of, it still seems miserable. It It's still, yeah. Um, and I, I love both sides, but I am very much an introvert when it comes to being with people. Right. Uh, especially since, um, it, it just, just being, being around people exhausts me. I'm, I'm good with the internet because, uh, I don't know. There's, there's some cognitive separation there. Yeah. Um, no, I'm very but, much the same way. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, one thing I do is I, I host, I, I play the part of the host, so I make sure that the house is clean and ready, and I make sure that they're taken care of, and I also do all the cooking. <laughs> now, I love cooking. You're a master and I chef. Always, I, I am uh, very good at cooking, um, but the it, it's still stressful making sure that everything's right because when i'm cooking for myself i do the same level of work but it's just for for me and my wife and if something's a little wrong it's not a big deal 
Whereas I try and make things absolutely perfect because I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy who tries and then fails. Right. Um, and so, but I also like to go outside of my comfort zone. So, um, kind of did half and half of like half things I was comfortable with and half things I, I was kind of sketchy on. So my in-laws came over and I made enchiladas, uh, de morita, I think. Enchiladas uh, de morita? What does yeah, that mean? So what was inside those enchiladas? Uh, <laughs> there there morita is a a if I'm saying if I've got the right word on my head, is the capital of Michoacan, which is a, a state in Mexico. Uh-huh. And the these enchiladas are the famous enchiladas from there, and it's just potatoes and carrots. There's no meat in these enchiladas. That is a weird um, enchilada. It's a very standard enchilada in Mexico. I'm sure, but have, it's weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, not covered in cheese. There's no cheese in it, uh, which that's just standard for Mexico. There's not going to be things covered in cheese. Yeah, that's I mean, like that's that's a Tex-Mex or a fake American yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um and so so did did those uh i made some guacamole that unfortunately i didn't remember a couple steps and i did it wrong but it was still tasty um and made some some mexican rice and some beans and it was it was tasty um that's good chips and salsa and then my parents came over and i made uh, Alugobi, Mergmahani, um, Kukusabzi, and I was gonna make some naan, but I didn't have the time for that, so I didn't. Okay, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. Um, <laughs> I know what naan so, is, I'll, you don't need to explain that one. <laughs> so, it was a, it was a combination Persian-Indian meal. So, Alugobi is a vegetarian indian dish that that it has alu and gobi in it which to my knowledge is potatoes and cauliflower uh alu means potatoes and i believe gobi means uh cauliflower and it's just a a spiced potato and cauliflower dish i roasted them first that they'd keep their texture okay um and uh i also made Merg Makani, which is better known in the West as butter chicken. I don't know what butter um, chicken is either. Okay, well, butter chicken is probably, aside from chicken tikka masala, uh, the best known di- uh, Indian dish. Um, uh, see, the only Indian dishes I really know are curry and variations on curry. Well, I mean, curry's... <laughs> butter chicken is a curry there's no such thing as curry uh, i i know yeah. like if you put a if you put a list of curries in front of me i could tell you like the differences between maybe three of them that's what i'm saying okay yeah yeah so yeah the the i'd say the the two most common ones are, are butter chicken and chicken tikka masala which is a another curry. I see. Um, yeah, I, I know tikka masala. Yeah. 
I've never so, heard of butter chicken though. Literally ever, never. Uh, <laughs> it's it really is like the, one of the top two. It, if tikka masala wasn't so popularized by the British, butter chicken would be the best known. I see. Um, yeah, so it's a made that it was tasty. I, I also made everything from scratch, so. Um, I made my own garam masala by toasting all of the herbs and spices and grinding them by hand. Um, you are extra. So. <laughs> Did you know that? That you're just extra? Here's, here's the deal. Here's the you're deal. You're over here I've grinding made... spices by hand. Every, every time I've made Indian food in the past, it has been trash. And the reason is because the the base spice blend that goes into almost all Indian cooking is garam masala. And garam masala is in every single dish, basically. But garam masala is a combination of a bunch of different herbs and spices. And the difference between garam masala that you buy at the store, like your your local um, Kroger or Publix or... Uh, what's what do you have out there? Aldi's. Um, no, I was I was. What's the big one? H E B. H E B. Thank you. I, I the only thing I could think of was B J's because I knew there was an H in the, or a B in there. You're over um, here reminding me of work. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you could buy garam masala at these stores, and it's trash. I imagine because because and and this is the thing people don't realize is that you can't store spices. Spices deteriorate and expire in flavor within six months. And so, if you get one of these spice mixes, one they're using the dregs of of like the other spices. They've taken the the best cardamom and they've sold it as cardamom, and then they take the rest of it after it sat for a while and they turn it into garam masala with right. the other herbs that it's that just are like the same. literally the bottom of the barrel they scraped it off and here's the car yeah. and then they toasted it all and then they ground it all and then they put it in there or even i don't even know if they do bother with toasting it i mean it it's the proper way of doing it but i don't think i bet you they did will I bet you, though, you don't. Um, <laughs> and then they give it to you, and then it sits on a shelf for a really long period of time because only stupid people buy that. And I was stupid, and I bought it a while back, and I started making some Indian dishes and was wondering why, when I went out to places, the Indian dishes were tasty. And then when I cooked the exact same thing at home, it was absolute dog shit. And this was the reason and the answer, why. And the yeah, the reason why is because Indians don't buy that. They don't buy <laughs> pre-made garam masala. And if they do, they're buying it from an Indian grocery store that has an old Indian grandmother behind the place, uh, behind the desk, currently grinding the garam masala because they go through it daily. <laughs> I was about to say you might um, be able to get like a decent one from like an Asian store, like, like they might sell mm-hmm. decent. Gar masala, maybe if if it's if it's on the shelf, you can't trust it because (laughs) I don't I don't want to think about how long it's been there. So I went to a spice shop near 
my house and I bought the exact amount I needed and I did it all myself and I made this a while back and and made it and j- like the only thing I changed was making the garam masala from scratch and it was 200 times better it, it went from being a dog shit dish to one of the best Indian meals I've ever had okay <laughs> um tooting your own horn a little bit there but go off I mean anyone anyone can do it um <laughs> And then the last thing I made was kuku sabzi, which is a Persian dish. Um, it's it's a kind of a um, New Year's dish. It's it's like a special events thing, but it's uh-huh. it's basically an herb frittata. But you know, it's, so it's very green. But you'd expect the, like. All right, so we'll put spinach in there, and you know it's this very spinachy green dish. No, I put two bundles each of dill, <laughs> parsley, and uh, cilantro, and chopped it up, and put it in there, and cooked it down. How dare you just put soap in there? <laughs> oh, are you you one of the unfortunate? We've had this conversation before. I hate doesn't cilantro. understand what good food is. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was delightful. Uh, it was, it was very, very strange to me, but once it came out, it was like, well, this is really good. And my parents really liked it too. Cause I will say, have, I'm being a, facetious about the soap thing though. I don't like how cilantro tastes, but I don't understand people who say it tastes like soap. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, my, my parents and I have a, a thing going where... <laughs> They fixate. So I got interested in Japanese culture for a little bit, but I wouldn't consider myself to be what what you would be, what people who normally say that would look like. Like I wasn't. You're not weeb trash. I'm not weeb trash. I definitely watch weeb trash things, but I don't act like weeb trash. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a, a weeaboo for, for Japanese things. Um, I never really have, but I, I do like the food and I do like some of the other cultural things. So I, as with any of those things, I explore them. Um, right. Uh, and, uh, so for about a month back when I lived with my parents, I, I cooked, and tried cooking different Japanese dishes. Now, I cooked once a week, every week, for the last 20 years of my life. Um, and so, me cooking a lot is is not a change. It, and me cooking different things is not a change, because I've cooked Thai food back when I lived with my parents. I cooked, I cooked everything. Uh, French, German... Uh, Mexican, You're Venezuela, just a little cultured boy. Yeah, but for whatever reason, my parents fixated on this this part of me watching anime and and cooking food and stuff, and decided that all I cook is Asian food. And they said this multiple times, and I would like purposefully they would say that, and then I would like not cook Asian food for like three months. 
and then I'd make something else, and they'd be like, oh, you're making Asian food again. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, fine. I'm only going to make Asian food for you. <laughs> so I've, I, I've since moved out, and uh, uh, of course, and we usually go on a family vacation to the beach each year, and we, we each have a day that we cook dinner, so there's not one person stuck cooking the right. whole week. Uh, and I've, I've always cooked Asian food on there. I, I've done like, uh, shrimp fried rice or, or I did, um, uh, shrimp pad thai. Cause, cause they said Asian, not just Japanese. So I've, I've just anything in Asia, I'll cook it. I cooked a Russian, um, sweet shrimp thing once and it was mm, okay at best, <laughs> but <laughs> I, apparently, I all I know how to do is cook Asian food. So stretching the definition of Asian there with Russian. Food, I mean, but. Russia is far more Asian than it is European. I mean, sure, but most of the people live in the European part. Correct. <laughs> um, well, but. like landmass, yes. Um, Culture-wise, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I cooked, I've, I've cooked Mongolian on vacation because, you know, it's, it's Asian, Korean, uh, Japanese a couple times, um, and, and we cooked Indian one year. And so since they were coming over, I, I actually messaged my wife and I was like, what should I cook? Should I cook Thai? Cause I've got these few things that I'd like to try, or should I cook Indian? Cause there's these few things, or I could, I could just, cause I, I have relatively recently acquired a traditional Japanese dinner recipe where it's uh -huh. like how a traditional meal would go. Um, and and I was thinking of, of doing a traditional Japanese dinner. Eating like and, a samurai? Yeah, well, especially because my mom has had like a dozen miso soups and doesn't like any of them. And... I hadn't had miso soup, and I decided I'd make it one day, looked up a recipe and made it, and was like, damn, this is great! And then my mom hates miso soup, so I was like, oh, this is perfect. We'll have Japanese yeah. dinner, and I'll make miso soup and inflict it on my mom. <laughs> Some people don't like uh, miso. I don't get it. I, I've had one really bad miso soup, um, but all the others have been, at worst, middling. Well, yeah, cause I mean that's the thing is that like there, you, there's no, no two miso soups are alike at all. Like every single miso soup is going to be different because every single restaurant's gonna have their own miso, their own other stocks and stuff that they add to it and additions and right. So yeah, but no, the, yeah, the only one that I it. had that was really bad was the one that my mom made for my fifteenth birthday. Uh, I think I've I think I've brought up that that meal before. Um, every aspect so. of that meal was atrocious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I never asked her to make Japanese food again. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, she was really I... good with like European foods, like Ger German and Irish food. She she made some of the best that I've ever had, but. Uh, mm. Uh, dipping into a Asian cuisine was not her forte. 
Well, I mean, it's a whole different style of cooking. Yeah. I mean, the the Asian food I cook now is drastically different from the Asian cook I or Asian food I cooked as a child because just a complete like flipping of thought on how to do it. Because, uh, like, the Western ideals of what Asian cooking is are completely warped. Um, right. I mean, the same anyways, way that all is... our ideas about what, like, Mexican cooking is are completely warped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> same. Actually the same. Yeah. But this is not a food podcast, so let's move on to the video games that we've played. I was hey, about tell to me say, about RuneScape. <laughs> Why Rune... did you pick up that trash game? Um, because I love Runescape. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, John. I, I got a little jealous. I got a little jealous after twenty-one weeks of doing this podcast. You know, every week you check in and you have you have Destiny Two. There's always a Destiny Two check in with you. And it's just, like, consistency, you know? And I was like, I don't have anything like that. I play something different every week. Like, the the most I had was, like, four or five weeks at the start where I was finishing up Persona 5 when we started. And, and yeah. since then, I haven't had anything that ran for any stretch of, of time, like, consistently like that. Uh, so I picked up RuneScape again. Ugh. I was Blech. jealous, John. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of joking. This is like 75% joke. Really, I just wanted to play RuneScape <laughs> again. Um, I love uh, RuneScape. It hurts. It hurts that it was only 75% joking. <laughs> um, like, I, I started a new character on there. Um, and... I'm doing the Iron Man mode, which is basically like you can't trade with anybody. You can't sell things for money. You can't buy things with money except for like from like NPC stores. So if okay. I want like a cool piece of armor, I have to go kill something in order that drops it and hope it drops it or I have to make it myself. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you are you playing old school RuneScape? Or I am. I don't. Okay. I don't really fuck with RuneScape 3 anymore. Um, back when I first hopped into it a couple of years ago. Uh, not first, but like first went back into it. Because I, yeah. I played RuneScape a lot in uh, 2008, 2009, like that era. Um, yeah. And old school RuneScape is based on almost that era. Um, <laughs> like when it, when it was first, when it was first set up, it was based on like, august 2007 runescape um yeah yeah so it's mostly the stuff that i like grew up with you know when i was like Mm -hmm. 11 12 um yeah so like when i went into runescape 3 i got i got honestly a little overwhelmed by it back then um (laughs) There's just so much to do, so many different um, skills and stuff, because it has more skills than old school does. Um, that's one yeah. of the major differences. And and then it has, like, voiced cutscenes and so many quest lines and stuff. 
and I just got completely overwhelmed. And it's not like old school RuneScape doesn't have quest lines, but they're not as dense, I would say. Um, yeah. It, it's a much more streamlined thing. So I, I definitely prefer that. I'll probably never go back to RuneScape 3 again. Also, RuneScape 3 has microtransactions, so fuck that. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a great company regardless. No, JKX as a company sucks, but I like old school RuneScape. Um, okay. they're, they're pretty respectful of the player base there. Um, nothing new gets added to old school RuneScape without the population of the game voting on it. And if it doesn't pass like a certain majority of, of vote, then it doesn't get added. It's not just like a, a pure majority, like 51% and it gets thrown in. I think it's like 70% or something has to vote yes on something. Okay. Yeah. So, in that way, they, they keep the game how people would like it. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna keep doing that. Um, it, it, it's fun to just um, hop in and, like... Tra- like just cut down some trees like oh i'm wood cutting a- and also like when you're doing something like that you can you can do something else and it, it can be kind of background sometimes so yes because it's very boring uh some parts of it uh other parts are are more interesting like w- what i'm doing right now is i'm going through a whole bunch of like early game quests um, I want to I wanna be better about knocking out quests this time around because most of the times I play RuneScape, I ignore quests until they're basically useless to me, like, like the rewards from them. Yeah. Um, so I want to be better about that. Uh, and I picked one up and I don't want to I don't want to like pick one up and then hit hit a wall and then start another one and forget I was doing this other one. So I yeah. picked one up that doesn't tell me that you have to kill a level 37 monster. Um, and I was level maybe 6 when I picked it up. So nice. what I ended up doing was uh, I, stopped, I stopped the quest. Uh, I, I stopped throwing myself at the monster. Um and I went and trained my mining and my smithing. My mining so that I could mine iron. My smithing so that I could smelt iron and make iron arrowheads. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I, I killed a bunch of chickens with with ranged so that I was leveling up my ranged skill. And I got a whole bunch of feathers and I cut down a bunch of trees to get arrowheads. And I just made a whole bunch of iron arrows, like 500 or so, just to make sure that when I went into the this this fight, um, I could stay at a distance and, and try to kill him that way. Uh, because the first time that I failed, I noticed, like, oh, when I tried ranged, um, if I stood in such a way, like, he, for some reason, he wasn't able to move up to me and attack me, and his ranged attack didn't reach me. So I was able to just shoot at him without getting damage. Um, so Mm -hmm. I decided to try and recreate those circumstances, but with enough arrows to actually be able to do it. So okay. that was what I did for like two days was I, I I got all of the resources together to make like 500 iron arrows 
and just shot at the guy for three, four minutes until he died. Okay. And, and then I finished that quest and moved on to another one. Boring. Anyways. <laughs> okay, tell me what how exciting did, Destiny 2 was. I barely played it. <laughs> I, I, I barely played it this week. I jumped on and did a little little bit of gambit because I'm trying to get my title gilded again and then I was done. Okay. That's that's it. Yeah. Not a whole whole lot happened. Well, that was the Destiny 2 check-in. Yep. <laughs> Slipways. You were playing it right before we started this. Oh yeah, I didn't know how long you were going to be, so I was going to just waste a little time in there. So this is a game that I've played in the past that we've talked about. Um, yeah. I actually play it about once a week. I just don't bring it up very often because it's really just something I do while I edit the podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the like kind of roguelike-ish um, 4X game where it's like you have 25 years in this solar system or, or this galaxy. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's that. Um, they they did a little bit of like a UI overhaul to it that helps. It helps my brain a little bit um, sort out what's happening on the screen. So like you can you can set it so that um, the planets tell you what like only what they have in excess of and what they need. So like. Okay. Yeah, if your planet needs like a a chip, but it's already got the um, it's already got the rock that it needs, um, then it, it, you can click this UI setting and it won't show you the rock anymore. It just shows you that it needs a chip, so you can look around yeah. and see if you can get a chip from anywhere. And, and if it's got like, if it's got like three water resources coming from it, but you've already used two, then it'll only show you the one. So that you're not really taking it into account when you're you're like, oh, well, can I can I can I upgrade this planet by sending water here? Well, like I only have the one water. Do I want it to go here or do I want it to go to this other place? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, this is a very recent update. So I hopped into it the last couple of days. Um, oh, also the update added achievements, which is always nice. Um, yeah, but I, I hopped into it. And I finally got a four-star rank. Um, oh, good. Yeah, Your before it was... Yeah. I, I actually got a second one this morning. Um, so I've got two four-stars under my belt. Nice. Uh, I, put, I put up my first one on the Instagram. <laughs> Glowing weak point uh, at Instagram. Plugging. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That was smooth. So I played Minecraft. I played a lot of Minecraft. Um, Instead of Destiny, you played Minecraft? Well, I didn't do a whole lot of either, honestly. I played played more Minecraft because I could have that up while I was working on other things. Right. Um, But since the last one, we've we've gone into the end and killed the Ender Dragon. Okay. Which was cool. Yeah, you said that. Um, Yeah, I went out and found... um, uh, some elytras. 
picked up a few elytras and brought them back so that I could have one and my wife could have one since she's we're, we're sharing a base. And I, I've got my full netherite gear and started working on the um, a Enderman uh, grinder so that you can get just free ender pearls and also lots and lots of XP. What are ender pearls? And ender pearls are the things that endermen drop. Um, they're used in a bunch of crafting recipes, but I think their their general purpose is you can right click to throw them, and they teleport you to wherever they hit. Oh. So wherever wherever the ender pearl lands, that's where your body is teleported to. That's fun. Yeah, I've only it ever is. killed like it's... two endermen, so I don't think I've gotten an ender pearl. Okay. Uh, even before I had, uh, started this, I had killed probably 40 or 50 Endermen. Damn. <laughs> and, and that number is going to go up once this thing is, is fully built. Um, but yeah, building this, it's in a, you know, to, to build it properly, you, you want it far away from all the other places where Endermen can spawn so that they can only spawn inside of your grinder. And that means it has to be like 150 blocks from any land and in the middle of the void and <laughs> and it's scary and I've died twice and I've lost all my netherite gear and damn fortunately I've I've gotten it back and it's all fully enchanted again because I have I have a skeleton spawner that that I've turned into a grinder and that gives me XP really fast. Um, plus with going out to get the elytras and stuff, th there's just so much just fully enchanted diamond gear out there that it takes just a little bit of time to combine them and then turn them into netherite and then you're done. So I see. Yeah. Still very frustrating because it's, I mean, I'm wearing full netherite armor and... If you pick a fight with multiple Endermen, they're going to beat you to death. Like, <laughs> it's a one at a time from a safe space sort of thing to kill them. Right. But, but yeah. What about you? You played Minecraft as well. Um, okay. So, what did I do? Um, I think I was in a mineshaft before, um, and I was going to try and uh, clear it out, like, completely. But a whole section of it was dominated by spiders. Um, like, there was a spider spawner that I could see, like, way deep behind a whole bunch of spider webs. But I ultimately okay. gave up on this because I didn't see a way to set up this spider spawner in the way that I had before to, um, like, make it so that I could safely kill these spiders. Because they yeah. were, like, small green ones. Um, yeah. And, and they slip through every single doorway. Um, yep, they're cave yeah. spiders. They're one by one. Yeah, by one. so uh, I, I don't I don't like them. They they suck, and I gave up on the mine shaft because of that. And instead, I went mm -hmm. looking for a desert biome so that I could get, uh, so that I could find desert treasure or the desert okay. shrines or whatever. And I found two desert of them. Desert temples. Desert temples. I found two desert temples, and between them, did you I die? Got I did not. Okay. <laughs> you, I know. you didn't fall victim to the trap? No, I did not. 
the the trap was pretty obvious. I, I, I opened up a terracotta block and I was like, "Why is there a why is there a plate right there? I don't. <laughs> that's not trustworthy." <laughs> Um, but I found four saddles between them and some golden horse armor. Okay. So I went out and I got myself a horse and I threw some golden armor on it and I named him Golden Rider and he is now my horse. Nice. Yep. Um, and now that I've gotten that, I'm going to build a castle out in the middle of nowhere. I'm just going to build a castle. Okay. Yep, that that's I've started working on that. While I was doing that though, this like troop of people passed me by and they were staring at me with crossbows and ah, I murdered villagers. them. <clears throat> yeah, I murdered them. Don't go don't don't go near a village anytime soon. Oh no. Once you once you murder them, you get a debuff in the corner of your screen. Um I don't remember what it's called, but it's got a picture of an illager face on it. And if you go to a village, it'll start a raid, which will probably kill you. Oh, that's really unfortunate because I need to go back into my house and get up my stone. Well, it, it lasts, I think, five in-game days, so you can either wait it out or you can drink some milk because milk gets rid of status effects. Oh, I wouldn't even yeah. know how to get milk. I imagine it's having a bottle and, and a cow, but I don't know how Bu- to get a bottle. Bucket so. and a cow. Bucket and a cow. Bucket and a cow. Oh, yep. well. Just right-click a cow with a bucket. There's probably a mine, like, not far from me. I could probably mine up some iron and get a bucket. Okay. Yeah. So, I um, might do that. So, I also played Flashing Lights again. It's the simulator where you play as either police, EMT, or fireman. And this time, uh, we, we I did this on stream. This time we played as the police, and... Ew. Yeah, no, it's it's exactly what you'd expect. Um, Beating up minorities and stealing people's no, property? No, no, you, you, you spawn in with, with a, um, a pistol and a taser, and... There's a reputation system in the game where, like, by finishing the um, dispatches, you you gain reputation. Uh. And you can lose it as well for doing things like, as you're driving around, if you hit a, a sign and break the sign, the, like, street sign down, then, then you lose reputation for that. You want to know what you don't lose reputation for? Killing minorities? Just, no, just fucking killing anyone. Like you can just, just anybody you can just shoot people. You can just cap someone's ass and they they they'll die, and you can just keep going. You know, you this accurately any... represents America. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an accurate simulation. Um, Yikes. Yeah, no, it was in, it was interesting, and the game's super buggy as well. The game's so fucking buggy. <laughs> uh, but we have to play it one more time. Well-made so. games. Oh, you have to yeah. play it one more time? Yeah, because we've done firemen and we've done police. Now we've, now we've got to do the EMT. Oh. We might we might play it one more time after that with each of us picking a different role and see if, if it like Can works handle that? together. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, like, like works together. So, like, let's say someone is committing arson in a building and someone gets hurt inside. So now the the police have to go catch the arsonist, the firemen have to go put out the fire, and the EMTs have to save the life of the, the burn victim. Because if they can do that, then then the game's way better than we expected. But I doubt it works that well. I bet there's some overlap, but I, I doubt it works that well. Yeah, I wouldn't put that much faith in it. So you played a couple of other games. You want to tell me about Wizards of Brandle real quick? Um, okay, so Wizards of Brandle is a PS4 game that I, I have. Um, it's a, it's like a JRPG. It's made an RPG maker, pretty clearly. Um, you know, some games don't want you to play them. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, so this is kind of like a, a comedy RPG kind of thing. And it plays okay, like it's a turn-based combat system with like like more of an action time kind of thing where like everybody's on a bar, but like it all that matters is really your position on the bar. So um, once it once it hits your position, the game pauses while you make your decisions and stuff. Uh, the thing is that. You can spend the in-game currency on, like, basically, like, loot boxes. Um, yeah. Uh, and and you can buy ten of these at a, at a time, for, or eleven of these at a, at a time for the cost of ten. And the game immediately gives you enough to buy, uh, like, enough of the in-game currency to buy one of those, like, eleven sets. Okay. Um, and there's two different ones you can do. You can buy, like, the ability cards, or you can buy just straight-up equipment. And I bought 11 things of equipment. Okay. And once I did that, I got equipment for, I'm pretty sure, all three playable characters. I only have two of them at the moment. But I now instantly murder everything. <laughs> um... I'm not sure why they uh, made that possible, but yeah, I, I have but equipment that's I, I have equipment that's um, like the stats on it are ten times what the starting equipment was. Um, mm. so it's pretty clearly supposed to be like mid or late game gear that I just have at the start of the game now. Yeah. Uh, so now nothing means anything, and I'm not interested. I'm gonna go back to it, but it it, it it failed to hold my attention largely because it gave me so much good shit right at the start. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and then I played one other game, um, Oxygen Not Included. It's a uh, it's by Clay, who makes like Don't Starve, everything. Um. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a colony sim management kind of game where you're just trying to survive inside the middle of like an asteroid. Like you, you were warping to a planet and you landed like in the middle of an asteroid, and now you have to survive or the middle of a planet yeah. or something. Um, 
I've never gotten very far in the game, but every time I start a new file, I get a little bit further. So, like, the big thing that I learned this time around was how to set up power in a way that it doesn't overcharge all of my power lines. Ah. Which is, yeah, which is basically just you have to set up a whole bunch of little generator areas that you... Uh, yeah, so you don't have power in one area destroying your power lines as they go out wasting power instead you have lots of small ones that the wires can handle yeah and like each like all of your things that require power are on like lines that uh, that add up to like a thousand watts and that's that's all you that's all you have on that power line then you have to set up a new power line if you want new stuff yeah yeah so that's what i've been doing um Everything else is going fine in there. Like, I've got a surplus of food. I don't really have an oxygen problem. Um, I don't really have a, a water problem at the moment. Um, and I okay. see ways I see ways in my vicinity that I can start to get more water. So I'm not too worried about it at all. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, my temperature was almost an issue because of these battery things. Like... I set up a, a good system of insulated tiles, but even still, like, there were doorways that have to open and close in order to get through there, and heat was coming through those doorways. Yeah. But I found an ice biome and a plant that consumes heat and puts out cold, so... Okay. Yeah, I just set that up in, in the area that was getting hot, so... My base is pretty well regulated in temperature. I'll probably have to set more of those up in the future, but it's not a concern at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can wait to do that. Yeah. And you know what to do when it happens. Basically. All right. Yeah, things are going well. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I hop into it whenever I'm really bored and, and just looking for something to do. And I'll, like, watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast while I I sort things out in that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Game Facts! Game Facts! We're talking about a game that I love today because I got to pick ah, the game. We're, we're talking about a game that I've never played Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you should really sort that out. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> Square is bleh. Damn. Anyways, uh, we're, we're talking about Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Uh, it's the first game in the Chrono series. I don't like it being... <laughs> there is no Chrono series. We can talk about yes, that in a is. bit. We can talk about that in a bit. There's not a Chrono series. Um, yes, is an is. RPG designed by Square for the Super Nintendo. I mean, uh, scrolling down, do you talk about Chrono Cross? Yes, you do. So we'll yes. talk about it then. Um, featuring the Square Dream Team of Hironobu Sakaguchi, the creator of the Final Fantasy series, Yuji Hori, the creator for Dra uh, Dragon Quest for Enix, uh, Akira Toriyama, who did the art for the aforementioned Dragon Quest, as well as being the creator of the Dragon Ball franchise, as well as sort of Nobuo Uematsu, who has done almost all the music for Final Fantasy up until Final Fantasy XII. Yes. 
Yeah, that that is that is like the perfect team of RPG people. Yeah, it's it, it really is a stellar team. Yeah, but uh, every single one of them is a genius in some way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just thinking about it. Imagine being in a room with all four of those people. It'd be overwhelming. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Why don't you think so? They're just people. I mean, they are just people. I mean, everybody's just people, but it'd still be overwhelming to be in front of... For me. You know what? I'll say that. For me. There you go. John's got John's got a, a stellar endurance stat, so... <laughs> and don't you forget it. Uh, we say sort of because Uematsu's protege, Yasunori Mitsuda, was entrusted with the soundtrack because he wanted to prove himself. And then worked so hard in typical Japanese overwork fashion that he gave himself debilitating stomach ulcers and Uematsu had to finish it. Work isn't worth it. Don't do this. Yeah. That's yeah unfortunate. Do we know what else uh, yeah. if Yasunori Mitsuda worked on anything after that? No. Yes, he did. He did? Um, uh, but yeah. was he ever, like, handed a game again? Uh, I'm sure. I mean, hmm. he's made so many things since. Oh, okay. I mean, he, he did Xenogears, Xenosaga. Oh! Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Okay, those are good I'm just, soundtracks. I'm just, I'm just randomly picking things in here. Right. <laughs> I mean, I imagine if he did Xenoblade Chronicles 2, he also did Xenoblade Chronicles. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he did the ending soundtrack. theme for that. He did the ending theme. He didn't do everything. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's 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 definitely a lot of games that he, he did the composition for. Uh, hopefully he didn't work so hard on those. <laughs> <laughs> another big name on the team was the english translator ted woolsey who performed the sole translation work for several secret and final fantasy titles as well as super mario rpg what do you mean secret like secret of mana oh that's a that, that's that. the mana series then well it's not called there's... secret because it's like Here, me, Secret of Mana, Trials of Mana, Legend of Mana, Dawn of Mana. Uh, Secret of Evermore. Oh! Yeah. I mean, that's not even... Is that even translation? I thought that was... I thought that was made was, for the West. Yeah, I mean, it was developed by Square, so... Well, yeah. But, I mean, so is uh, so is Tomb Raider. It, 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 it wasn't made in the west okay <laughs> continuing the patterns of demands for overwork he was given only 30 days to finish the english translation of the game and amazingly got it done as one of the best translations he ever did 30 days yeah to translate the entire game i mean it's not that long of a game but it's a lot of dialogue jesus yeah Whew. and it's only him right he doesn't have a team like, it's just ted woolsey no. <laughs> correct it is only ted woolsey and that it's very impressive right 
uh, and like like you mentioned before, he also did like all of the like Final Fantasy four, Final Fantasy six. He yeah. did those two, which are even bigger games. And also just him. Right. But he was given more time for those. I imagine. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the Dream Team was given a big budget for this game and used that to make what is considered the first AAA console game to have true multiple endings. Not like the Adventures of Bayou Billy where the game simply has different ending screens, but nine actual true different endings. Yeah. Yep. Like, depending on where you're, what point in time you're able to kill the final boss, you get a different ending every time. Mm-hmm. If, if you kill it at the earliest available point, you actually get into the, uh, the dev studio. You can talk to all the developers of the game. Hmm. Yeah. That, that requires beating the boss 15 minutes into the game, though. <laughs> additionally while other games had a second version of the game you could play after beating it like the legend of zelda's second quest chrono trigger was the first game to have the modern new game plus wherein you maintain your end of game levels and restart at the beginning with all new enemies now being harder um i don't think the enemies actually are harder Really? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty Everything sure... Everything I was reading said that they were. Huh. I'm not... I don't think they're... Maybe they are a bit harder, but it's not so much that at least early in the game um, it affects you at all. Like, on a new game plus, you breeze through the, the early game. Like... Okay. Really I mean, it's easily. possible that the, uh, the, the early game is, is just locked to a certain level. Yeah, that's possible too. Um, doing the before-mentioned New Game Plus is really the only feasible way to see all the forms of Specchio, the god of war, in the game. Specchio has six different forms he can take, and chooses them based off the level of the weakest party member, which means to get the sixth form, a pink new, all characters have to be at level 99. Which is... That's impossible on Insane. your first playthrough. It's 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 insane. Yeah, that's that's what I say. Like, you really have to be new game plus to do it. I guess technically you could go off in a corner and grind, but uh, no, it, it's you're, not you're, even. You're not gonna. You're not gonna see this unless you're really, really trying to. Yeah, t- uh, talking as somebody who's beaten Chrono Trigger twice, um, there's never even a point where you think like I need to grind ever. Um, and you yeah. beat the game in like the low level forties. Um, yeah. So uh, like, like you would never think to do that. There's there's no reason to ever get level ninety nine. Uh, after its release, it received a few Satellaview, an internet a- attachment for the Super Famicom that allowed users to download games applications, including character and musical and music libraries. As well as Jet Bike Special, which was an expansion of the minigame from Chrono Trigger into a full racing game. Yep. It had... So that's that's game two, in my opinion, of the, the Chrono series. Okay, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are we working cra- Crash Team Racing into the official canon of, uh, of 
Crash Bandicoot now? Hey, it has a storyline. <laughs> but also, Crash Team Racing is a better Crash game than any of the others. Damn. Um, Coming for it's, them. It's true. It's Coming true. for them. It's just true. Sorry if you don't like it, but it's the truth. Uh, also, I didn't know that the Super Famicom had an internet attachment. Oh, yes. That's, yeah. that's insane to me. <laughs> you know, speaking as somebody who was born like the year or uh, the year after the the SNES was released, it doesn't feel <laughs> like the internet existed back then. I mean, it wasn't something you could just surf the web on. It was, right. It was a, a direct connection to a server that would download games. Right. So, yeah. It, it like, took you to the one place where, where they're like, this is the, the host where we have games you can download, and this is it. This is the internet. Yep. Even that These much are the ones you can insane. download. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. In addition, the second true game <laughs> in the Chrono series, Radical Dreamers, was also released f- via Satellaview and was a visual novel side story to Chrono Trigger, which follows Sergei, Kid, and Gil as they wrap up a loose end from the original game. Um, I don't know who those are. <laughs> you, you should, if you've played Chrono Cross. I haven't played Chrono Cross. Okay. I refuse to ever play Chrono Cross. <laughs> Weird. All right. The next, the next game after, Chrono Cross, is partly a remake of Radical Dreamers, and aside from an attempt by Square in the early 2000s to trademark and make another sequel, Chrono Break slash Break, spelled differently, which never came to fruition with the trademark having since been lost, makes Chrono Cross the final game in the franchise. No, I mean, Chrono Cross just doesn't... From everything I see about it, it doesn't seem like it actually has any real connection to Chrono Trigger. Like, it's not about the same thing. It's not... It it doesn't even really follow the same characters, like... Well, I mean, it it follows the characters mostly from the side story, Radical Dreamers. Right. Like, it, it just doesn't seem connected to Chrono Trigger in any real way. And Chrono Trigger... Hmm. Chrono Trigger is a game where I don't think it needs sequels. Like, that's why I kind of push back against the idea of, like, a Chrono franchise. Chrono Chrono Trigger is the perfect, like, singular game. Especially for an RPG. It's like, you can beat the game in, like, 20 hours, which is really short even for back then. Um, Yeah. There's uh, there's a handful of side quests, all of which are entirely about development for the characters. Um, it has a very tight story that, like, it starts out a little bit slow, but it, uh, you you find out what the real plot thread is like two hours into the game, and that's it. Like there are there are little twists and turns along the way, but your ultimate goal never changes. Uh, and once you once you accomplish that goal like that's just it that's that's the end of the game 
Like, there's no reason for a prequel. There's no reason for a sequel. There's no reason for a side story. Um, well, pr- presumably, and and I, of course, have not played Chrono Trigger or any of the other Chrono series. Radical Dreamers is it it. There are loose ends from the side stories of Chrono Trigger and and Radical Dreamers, and presumably later Chrono Cross. Um, wrap those up. I mean, I imagine you could do that, but it's the same way that, like, whenever a book ends, there's always things that are set up and that are a little interesting but aren't paid off necessarily. But that doesn't mean they have to be paid off. They can just be interesting little things. That That's true, and you don't have to play the, the other games, but they yeah. exist, and they do cover those things, yeah. and they are a part of the Chrono series. Whether you like it or not, I, I, okay. Let me let me let me put it in a way where maybe maybe you can get what I'm saying. So like, um, the Doctor Who reboot, um, yeah, in 2005. You know, Russell T mm-hmm. Davies era has a lot of like little like character things where it's like the Doctor says, "I did this thing before," and it's just like a thing he did, and you don't need to know more about it. Like, it's just like, that's a weird thing that you've done before. Um, and then Stephen Moffat takes over and Stephen Moffat says, well, now I have to explain every little thing that's ever been mentioned in Doctor Who ever. <laughs> well, he failed because there's still <laughs> hundreds of things that are still not coming. Right, but, but that seemed to be his goal. His goal was constantly like... Oh, the doctor said he did this one weird thing. Well, what if we went and like looked at that one weird thing and we expanded on it to the point where it's like a three-part storyline? Yeah. I mean, like early on, I I think a lot of those storylines were 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 pretty good. So, I I'm not bothered by that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm bothered by Stephen Moffat in other ways. Right. And the, his era garbage. also gets even more racist than uh, Russell T. Davies yeah. did. <laughs> Not good. As somebody closing in on the the end of Matt Smith's era. Not good. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just saying, like, like I understand doing it to an extent, but if you if you go too far, it becomes like, why are we doing this? Yeah. I get that, yeah. but you also have never played Chrono Cross or Radical Dreamers. Sure, I mean, I imagine nobody's played Radical Dreamers. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was never released in the West, so. <laughs> and, um, and in Japan, it was released via Satellaview. Yeah, which quite a few people had. Uh, so that's, um, you know what? If I can ever yeah. run across Chrono Cross for a reasonable price. I'll pick it up and we'll see if it's worth anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, due to rare magazine finds, as well as cartridge demos released early on in the dev cycle, that we can now upload as ROMs and hack past the walls to the rest of the game, uh, many original ideas for the game can be found, such as the planned 8th character Gaspar, the old man at the end of time, the Epoch's hovercraft form, a robot village arena, two dungeons that didn't make it into the game, and the fact that Chrono's death was initially intended to be final. Yep. 
Which I think actually would have been a worse way to go die. about it. Yeah. Well, they they <laughs> that was the initial one was that like <clears throat> they went back in time and um got a younger version of Chrono and you you beat the game with the younger version of Chrono who then gets returned to his time with the knowledge that eventually he's going to die. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Yeah, that was the initial storyline. No, and, that's and they worse. Were, yeah, this is this is this is depressing. So they <laughs> they changed it to the the clone. Yeah, no, that um, that's a that's a good way to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I I especially like that like you can get Chrono back, like you can save Chrono, but you don't have yeah. to. You can finish the game without <laughs> getting Chrono back. And he's still just dead. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, feels, like, even once you get him back... sort of named after him. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what's so good about it, is, like, like you're three quarters of the way through the game, and you've been playing as Chrono this whole time, and then they fucking kill you. They kill Chrono, they kill you. Because <laughs> keep in yeah. mind, he's also a silent protagonist that you're supposed to be, like, putting yourself into... Like, mm-hmm. that's you. You died. Yep. And, and then once... If you go through the, the hoops you have to jump through to get him back, you don't even have to have him in the party anymore. Like, before he was set in the party, and now he's he's just like any of them. Nice. Yeah. He's not important anymore. Not any more, <laughs> impo- not any more important than any of them are anyway. So this week, uh, I'm. I'd like to point something out. Yeah. So wombat, I looked earlier. Uh huh. And you had as the thing of the week cheats because we were gonna. <laughs> that's one of our future topics that we we're we we're gonna talk about cheats in games. Right. Um. And then now it says new game plus, and I noticed that it said new game plus before we started the podcast. And you didn't say anything uh, then, but you want to say something now. Yeah, I want to bring it up now. Um, John, we have production meetings for this. Where, where, where'd you get the idea for new game plus? <laughs> I just thought it would fit into the the theme of the episode a little bit more. Oh, really? Hey, Wombat, do you notice that I wait until the last minute to to put in the game facts is what I've been doing? Uh-huh. They're not on here. I, I used to actually write the game facts on our our document that we use each week, and and it would just be building in there. Um, and, and recently I've taken to writing it on a separate document that I've got saved uh, and then p- pasting it in here. Uh... Where'd you where'd you get the idea for that? Is it because you maybe read through the facts before you were supposed to? No. No, John, John, John. Uh huh. Uh huh. I have played Chrono Trigger twice. Okay. Like I I saw yeah. I remembered that the game facts this week were for Chrono Trigger, and I remembered New Game Plus is one of the big things about Chrono Trigger, so I put it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe you. <laughs> you. You should, but fine, but fine. We'll talk about cheats. No, 
No, no, no, no. I've already no, changed no, it. No, it I, it's in the document. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely can't be reversed, like, right away. <laughs> Also, right, you so want to you want to have production less. meetings on air. Let's talk about how you just changed the 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 last fact up there to have a parentheses because you you didn't format your your fact correctly. Oh, I'm sorry that I have to write things at the last minute. Otherwise, you'll take them and steal the ideas and and ruin the production of this. John, I did not read through the facts. <laughs> John, okay, the biggest okay, thing sure. about Chrono Trigger people remember is that it was the first, like, big game to have New Game Plus. Really? Yes. Wow, what a trash game. <laughs> Speaking of uh, trash games, New Games Plus, uh, what, what would you would you say about that? Oh, I thought we were talking about cheats. I changed it, John. Oh, did you? Yeah. Can't look, tell. Look, you can't even format this correctly. Look at this. This is a mess. <laughs> <Shut the> fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about <coughs> we're talking about New Game Plus. Um, so obviously we we talked about Chrono Trigger as the first one. Uh, what are some other ones like? There's there's a game you played earlier this year. Uh, Persona Five. Yeah, the Persona series always has like a a New Game Plus function. Where you can uh actually wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of doesn't near Automata have new games? Yes. Plus? I know you didn't play that. It's but. more of an interesting thing in the near games though than it is in most games. Um Okay. So there there's a there's a few different game uh, ways games go about like new game plus. Um so the the most common type that I see is like the Persona or Chrono Trigger way where the game pretty much stays the same, but you enter into it with, um, in Chrono Trigger's instance, like all your non-story related late game equipment and uh, all of your levels, right? Okay, yeah. And, and you hop into it and... And now there's like new ways you can beat the game. Like like I said, you can beat the game 15 minutes in if you jump into a teleporter and and kill the <laughs> the final boss that way. Um okay. So there's that and then there's like Persona where the game again pretty much stays the same. You keep all of your personas, like you keep your persona compendium. So you don't you, you can pay the price to pull them out of okay. the, like the compendium and use them. Um, and you keep all of your money and all of your um, social stats. So like your knowledge, your charisma, your charm, or, or, or yeah, in Persona 5 it's charm instead of charisma. But like stuff like that. So that you don't have to go through all of that and you can um, start certain um, confidants earlier. And just okay. get some new options for dialogue in the early game because the Persona games always throw in like dialogue options that require a guts check early in the game or something like that. And it's like, well, it's impossible for me to have gained anything in guts at this point. So this is clearly just new game plus stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it can get you like some new information. And some foreshadowing as to, like, the actual 
uh, story in that in that instance. Um, yeah. And then another way to do it is something like Dark Souls. Um, or I, I think the Diablo games work kind of like this too. Wherein, like, every time you start a new game plus, the difficulty goes up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like I beat the game, I'm going to start the game over, and the game is going to be even more punishing. And that's the benefit of, like, New Game Plus, is it's even more challenging than it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, ne- I... K- keep going. Okay, uh, Near Games work in a little bit of a different way, um, because usually the Near Games... Um, when you do a new game plus, you're not necessarily like going through the same story over again. Um, not, not exactly the same anyway. Um, and you don't really, well, no, you do. You do carry equipment. Um, but like the, the benefit is not to fly through the story so much as it is like to get new story um so every new game plus in a near game like in near replicant um you beat the game and then you new game plus it and this is technically supposed to be from kaine's perspective at this point um so you get to hear the shades talking like how kaine does and that that opens up a lot of new knowledge about what's happening in the game. And then if you new game plus again after that Actually the third the third one is pretty much just a normal one until you reach the ending. Um the the only real difference between those is the the very end. But it, it opens up new information that, that you wouldn't... It's it's basically like playing the game again, but from a different perspective. Right. And, and that's even more... It, it's done way better in Nier Automata, wherein like you beat the game first as 2B, and then you do a new game plus, and now you're playing as 9S. And then, okay. and then you beat the game as 9S... And you new game plus, and the game the game doesn't actually replay the story from those two sections. It actually continues the story, wherein you're playing as two B for a little bit, but then you're playing as nine S and A two like off and on, like you're hopping between the two characters for the rest okay. of the game. So like new game plus is always a way to add on to the story in near, rather than like yeah finding little easter eggs and stuff so i take it from the way you're talking that you prefer the near route to this i think it's the most creatively interesting um okay. I, I think done right like it is in near automata it it stays fresh with the gameplay and it, it keeps the story moving while also Making you... uh, How do I say this? I don't know. Like, you you are playing the game again, but it's it's in such a wildly different way that it makes you feel like you're playing another game. Like, the the switch between 2B and 9S is so vast that 
it even though you're playing through the same storyline um it feels incredibly different because like okay. two the the way 2B works is she's a very like straightforward melee fighter type right and she yeah. she carries around two weapons with her and she just slashes them um uh, but 9S only gets one weapon and you would think like oh well that makes him like weaker but he has the ability to hack into robotic enemies. Mm. And, and then once you do that, you can like hack them to destroy them or you can hack them to take them over and like use them to fight or make them fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's okay. just a, it's just a more interesting way of doing things rather than just like I'm hopping into this with all of my levels and now I'm going to uh, wail on low level goblins and gloat about how powerful I am. <laughs> yeah, I. So you've done New Game Plus on the um, the near games. Have you done New Game Plus on any others? Um, I have done a little bit of New Game Plus in Chrono Trigger. Uh, okay. As far as you said, you've beaten Chrono Trigger twice. Was the second time you beat it a New Game Plus? No, those were two. Uh, I I don't consider a New Game Plus beat in Chrono Trigger as a new beating of the game. Um. Okay. Yeah, it's just it, for that. It's just like side content for me. No, I've beaten the game twice, like straight, just from from scratch from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. What else? Uh, you know, I can't think of any. <laughs> I, I'm sure I have. It's just that, like, it doesn't, it doesn't stick with me. It, it pops up all the time for me in games, and I never do it. I'm never interested in doing it. Because every single time, it's just, oh, let's play the game again. Yeah. Like, I, and especially with with these games that are RPGs, like there's a story, and then, uh, like I I appreciate that Near, at least changes it up, and I'm I'm not a big fan of Near, uh, from what I've heard, um, but at least it does that where like if you're if you're playing it again, you're not just playing the same story. Or even if you are, because I mean, technically you are. You're getting a different viewpoint of it. You're you're learning more things than you did the first time. Yes. Um. Whereas, like, what was the game we played earlier this year? Um, on stream, the. <sighs> oh, I don't remember. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. We've played uh... Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, yeah, not that. Ghost 1.0 um, was that this year? Yeah, Ghost Ghost 1.0 has has a new game plus that we saw at the end. And and the mechanics of the game were fun. Like I wouldn't mind playing more of the game from a mechanical standpoint. I just don't care to play the game again because I've already heard the story. Right. Like the story's done. Um I, like really, the only thing I could consider maybe doing a new game plus in is Salt and Sanctuary because there are technically different endings, but more importantly, there's like eight different 
classes and characters and stuff and and hundreds of different builds you could do so you could you could play the exact same game game again as a very different character right a completely different um, way of doing it yeah but i still haven't ever done it because <laughs> i don't i don't care uh like if i'm if i'm playing a game i'm just playing the game and then when i'm done i i move on to something else generally speaking yeah um, that uh, i've I'm, played I'm a just... lot of games that have new game plus but it's hard for me to say any that i've actually played the new game plus of for the same reason it doesn't yeah. ever feel necessary like i intend to do it with persona 5 right I'm going to go back and do New Game Plus in Persona 5. But that's because there are, like, huge swaths of the, uh, like, the the characters that I missed out on. Um, there's at yeah. least, like, two or three characters that I never interacted with at all because I didn't have the time to. Mm -hmm. And I would have that time if I started a New Game Plus. So, yeah. so there's that. Like that, the, that's a way to draw people in, but when it's just like here's the same game and you can run through it with the same, like l this late game stuff, like that doesn't hold any interest to me. Yeah, same. It's bleh. Like I, I think uh, Chrono Trigger is like... a little interesting just because like it, it does offer like so many different endings to the game that you can only access through beating uh, like going through new game plus because like the the forms of the the final boss that you fight before the first time you can actually beat him are so strong that no amount of grinding is really going to get you to the point where you can beat him on a first yeah. playthrough yeah but it does so, have fun I, endings where it's like oh you beat the game here at this point in time well, this creates, like, an alternate future where everybody is, like, half frog because um, Frog and the Queen got married in this timeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a weird game. Yeah. Uh, I It's just, and, and it's not, I guess, to, to be clear, I don't have a problem with playing games again. I, I play games again all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I play the metroid games over and over again and yes it's the same story over and over again they're not as much focused on story like rpgs are and like most games that would have a new game plus like i think pretty much exclusively rpgs do the new game plus thing yeah um and 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 largely story-based ones and I say largely because you mentioned that dark souls has it and dark souls has a story but they're very complicated about showing it. It's more of a mechanical game. Dark Souls doesn't have um, a story. Dark Souls has a lore. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 grant you that. Um, but you know, still, like, it, it's it's one. I would never feel the urge to like test myself on it because you're already 
beating a difficult game and doing Dark Souls. Right. And if I wanted to, if I wanted to make it harder, I would limit myself. I would just play it again and be like, "Oh, cool! This time I'm only going to use fists," or which is very difficult to do, but technically possible. Um, yeah, you know, stuff like that. No um, Estus flasks run. Yeah. <laughs> again, technically possible, very difficult to do. Um, but. Uh, and and that's the same with like if there was a new game plus version of metroid i wouldn't ever do it because even if i go back to it and i play it again i'm not playing it again so that i can do it harder or easier i'm doing it because i liked the experience of playing metroid right like um, and i want to play that again going back to ghost 1.0 like that was kind of like a metroidvania kind of game and it's like the, very, very much so. The entire point of a Metroidvania game is the progression of like gaining abilities and unlocking new paths that you can go down. If you start yeah. a Metroidvania with all of the abilities to go down the paths, like what's the point? Why am I playing the game? Well, and even if they don't give me like the the key cards that unlock new areas and stuff, uh, but I still get all of the upgrades and by which i mean like the actual personal upgrades right. with the ability to gain more uh i still like i wouldn't want to because i want to play the game neither easier nor harder <laughs> i just want to play the game i don't want it to be like uh you know dark souls where i put go back and i play it again but everything's tougher because i just want to have the same fun experience i had the first time difficult but fun and i don't want it to be like oh cool you kept all your stuff so the first area is super easy like in chrono trigger because i just want to have the same experience right. i enjoyed this i don't want it to be changed because it's inevitably going to be negative um so yeah, it's it's just I it's something that has always been there. I have clicked the button multiple times, fiddled with it for less than an hour, and then deleted the save. <laughs> yeah, because I just I don't care. Uh, it's it's similar to like uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning has a thing where at the end you could just choose to go back and play parts of the game again not like it's not a new game plus it's like hey cool you've got all your gear you've be beaten the boss you want to just have fun in the world oh it's like a chapter and select I've, kind of thing well i don't even know that it's chapter select it, it really is just like here uh you're back in the world you've beaten the boss but now you're back and you can just go any quests you didn't do or any repeatables you can do or and you're you've beaten the game yeah uh final fantasy 7 remake has something like that where and i've i've gotten that and i've done that because i've beaten the game a bunch uh and i've i fiddle with the world a little bit but it's boring because there's nothing driving you anywhere and it's just it these these ideas in general are put there as a replayability thing oh we've Talked Which, about yes, that. Th that's that's a dirty word around here. Uh -huh. We um, don't like the word replayability, not when it's applied no, by the makers of the game. 
Yeah, it's it it never means what you think it means. So Yeah. I don't know. I I'm not I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like I said, I think there's I think there's games that have done it well, and I think there's a whole lot of games that do it just because it's there to do, and they don't yeah. really have any in the, any interesting thing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun, I guess. And I want to reiterate uh, hey, again, John. I I did not read the facts. Okay, okay. I promise you. Okay. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Um, what are you looking forward to next week? Um, I've been reading Infinite Dendrogram Volume 12. Um. Okay. It's my favorite light novel series, probably. It's either this or that time I got reincarnated as a slime. And Volume 12 <laughs> has us finally back in it, behind the eyes of Ray Starling, the main character, after two straight books. Uh, um, one of one was entire entirely composed of like short stories, some of which featured characters we barely knew, um, with only like intermittent like little sections of what he was doing. Yeah, and then Volume 11 was entirely a flashback to a year before he even got into the game so like he just wasn't there so it's nice to finally be back in his shoes again even if the story is still not necessarily about him like he's he's still the the character we see through so i'm looking forward to finishing that book uh, okay yeah Fun. What about you, John? Huh, well, honestly, kind of work for a little bit. Um, I, I've been been really pushing ahead on the game I'm developing, and we're at a point where we're actually cutting a lot from the game. Oh, uh, because it is too long. Too uh, long. We've, we've played through the. Yeah, we've played through the the game. Uh three or four times now and we get fully powered by about halfway through the game <laughs> and and er, no no maybe maybe two-thirds of the way or no no one-third of the way through the game yeah like like one-third of the way through the game we're, we're fully powered we either die in the first two uh events or we get one third of the way through the game and we're just fully powered and nothing could beat us. Um, and, uh, we're doing that and it's taking us two hours or more. And it's a long time to be at the logical end point of the game. That's yeah. That is a long time to be sitting at a table, playing a card game with people that too. So, and, and it, it really like we're playing with a middling amount of players so it really only goes up from there right um so yeah we've we've needed to cut things so like you see a card game cutting and i think of like munchkin or smash up 
And those games don't yeah. go longer than like an hour and a half tops. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and that's that's sort of where we're aiming at. You know, closer closer to the hour side, I think. But but it's still I mean it's it's fun throughout. So it's it's hard for me because I've been working on this game for multiple years now. Um, getting everything figured out. And uh and it's hard to to cut these events from the game that I've been working so hard on for so long. Um but it's it's got to be done. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean that's just yeah. part of the development process. Like sometimes you have things that you like and it just doesn't work, so it's got it's got to go. Yep. But yeah, we're we're doing another testing session tomorrow, and and seeing how the changes we've made since the last one go, because we're we're pretty close to to some external testing, some some closed alpha where we invite other people in and and test with them. So that's exciting. Okay. Hey, uh, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe. Share this with someone that you know likes. Uh, share this with a weeaboo. Yeah, all of your yeah. all of That's your trash friends, <laughs> or or someone who likes to cook. To call back for the first hour of this podcast. Sorry about that. Half an hour, John. <laughs> will be fair to you. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> you did talk about cooking all for right. a long time, though. We did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See y'all next time. Bye.